Hi there, this is Donna Kozik. I'm the founder of MyBigBusinessCard.com, creator and leader of the original Write a Book of the Weekend program. But today I'm here to talk about the Community Book Project. I'm the lead editor of the Community Book Project. We've recently published our third edition called A Gift of Gratitude, and I'm happy to be interviewing three of the contributors today. So a little bit about the Community Book Project. What it is is a little bit like it sounds where a bunch of people get together and contribute an essay around a certain theme. And this theme, of course, is gratitude as we're entering Thanksgiving week here in the States. And uh, just a really great feeling of appreciation and thankfulness in the air. And I wanted to bring on three of the people who contributed to the book and uh, tell you a little bit about them, read their entries, and then we're going to have little uh, conversations with them as well. You can find the edition of this community book project on Amazon. Just search for A Gift of Gratitude. You'll see a cheery cover uh, that's white with a tree of hands uh, on, the, on the cover. And if you would like to take part in the next community book project, you can go to thecommunitybookproject.com and register, and then you'll be alerted about our next book. All right, so today we're talking to Judy Reed, Roberta Gold, and Holly Titus. And we're going to start with Judy, and I'm going to start by reading Judy's piece uh, that she submitted for A Gift of Gratitude. The title is For Such a Time as This, and her quote at the top comes from Esther 4.14 and says, Who knows but that you have come to a royal position for such a time as this. And then Judy writes, have you ever become angry at what you thought was an injustice? Have you desperately wanted someone to do something about it? For me, it is an escalation of pornography in our culture and its effects on women and families. I cried out to God, why don't you do something? He replied, I did. I made you. In January of 2017, my state legislature faced the opportunity to pass a resolution recognizing pornography as a public health hazard. Many people mock this concept. Since my lifetime passion has been for the respect and dignity of women, at 73 years old, I felt God was choosing me to take the risk and advocate on, and advocate on its behalf. I had a story. I had the stories of others. Nervously, I seized the moment to speak before one of the committees. I prepared my three-minute testimony, determined to be grateful. The committee members had been bombarded with hostility and overloaded with statistics. I wanted to be different. My first words to them were, thank you for the courage to consider passing this legislation. They listened intently. My final words were, I sincerely thank you. Gratefully, that night, it passed. And that's a piece from our Judy Reed. And Judy, thank you so much for submitting that for the Community Book Project. Thank you, Donna. Yes, and it does. It takes some courage all the way around, I will say, um, for you to be. Uh, and I know you're such an advocate for women and for what is what is right and just um, in this world. And could you tell us a little bit about why you're so passionate about this subject? I'd love to share part of my story. Um, as a young girl, 
my major exposure to pornography was being trapped in a car in a drive-in movie with triple X film playing. It was quite traumatic. It um, caused low self-esteem. The images were permanently embedded in my mind. There was a lack of trust growing up, and it harshly affected my development and just my view of life. So for the last 50-some years, I've in just scrutinize the invasion of pornography into our culture and the effects of it. I've heard stories from other people, and it's a real concern for me. And that's a long time to be focused on one particular issue. For sure. You know, uh, I I agree with you, and I, I still feel for you that this can be not only a um, – a hard subject to bring up, a, a, a difficult one where people might kind of laugh or snicker around it. But I know you. I've known you for years now, and I know how traumatic that must have been. And even probably having a form of PTSD, I would say, after something like that happens um, out of the blue. So I give you a lot of uh, kudos for stepping up and speaking about this. And, in fact, you spoke in front of um, – the state legislature. So how did that come about? I stay connected with um, national and local organizations that have pornography as well as sexual exploitation issues as part of their um, organization. And when we found out that this bill was coming up in Virginia, it was just a natural um melding of our efforts to go down together and address this issue. Mhm. And uh yeah, what a um what a way really for the rubber to hit the road, right? For you to go oh, yeah. and public <laughs> publicly speak about this subject to people who could listen and actually do something about it. So uh, really quite incredible. You know, Judy, also I, I want to give you an opportunity to speak a little bit about this. I know that your faith plays a big part, a big role in your life. Uh, can you talk about how that even associates with the subject that you wrote your essay about? Um, yeah, let me just quickly say that I was in front of a committee of which there was one member hostile to passing the legislation but because of my testimony, he found me later outside of the committee, and he said, I just wanted to let you know that I was going to vote against this um, resolution until I heard your testimony, and so I changed my vote. See, that, that that's was, the, uh, isn't that the wonderful benefit of being brave? So, yeah, so it was pretty incredible and unexpected um, in terms of, how my faith affects all this, I see uh, particularly women being viewed and treated as sex objects in today's culture as just pieces of flesh um, and lust versus love. And God says that we were created as his masterpiece 
and we are to be viewed and treated with respect and valued. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, again, just really taking that to heart and taking your message out there. Beautiful, Judy. Thank you so much for participating in the Community Book Project and a gift of gratitude. And where can people find out more about you? I'm at www.women, W-O-M-E-N, of O-F, value, V-A-L-U-E, dot, O R G. So that's women of value dot org. And can I read my scripture verse real quick before we leave? Sure. Um, it's from Philippians four eight. Whatever is true, noble and right, pure, lovely and admirable, whatever is excellent or praiseworthy, think on these things. And that applies to having the everyday joy, which is part of your community series, and also seeing life as a, through the gift of gratitude. Absolutely. Thank you again, Judy. I really appreciate you. Thank you, Donna. All right. Again, that was Judy Reed of womenofvalue.org. All right, next up we have Roberta Gold, and Roberta's piece is called Start Your Day with Gratitude. And she starts with an unknown uh, author of a quote that says, gratitude doesn't have to be a serious matter. If you want to thank someone, do it by putting a smile on their face or even making them laugh. And then she writes, we have all heard the saying that we should live every day as if it is our last. I'm not a fan of this kind of thinking. I suggest we should live every day. What I mean by this is we should spend time each day doing something that makes us smile and laugh, spend some time each day being grateful for what we have, spend some time each day doing something for someone else, spend some time each day being mindful of all the beauty around us, and spend some time each day just being silly. Cultivating mindfulness, gratitude, forgiveness, and kindness has shown to increase our sense of well-being and strengthen our connections with the people who matter most in our lives. In my opinion, gratitude is one of the most moving emotions we have. It gets us out of ourselves and focused on someone or something else. Studies confirm that people who nurture relationships with fun, laughter, and gratitude form tighter bonds, report being happier, and live longer. Try starting the day giving thanks for what we have. I believe this will make us happier and more content. Live every day with gratitude. And that's from Roberta Gold. And uh, I have Roberta here. Hey, Roberta. Hi, Donna. Hi. So what a beautiful piece. And I can tell how reflective you were about gratitude. And also, I know that you have a special love for laughter. Is that right? I do. I actually belong to an international humor organization, the Association for Applied and Therapeutic Humor. Oh, that's really, you know, fascinating. And how long have you been involved in that? Wow, I've been involved 15, 20 years. I'm not sure exactly. It's a fabulous organization that promotes the positive and therapeutic use of humor and laughter. Mm-hmm. And that's what I do in my profession. Okay, and then in, you have a, um, is it a business that's called Laughter for the Health of It? It is. I'm on a mission to empower everybody to have a more positive 
and playful attitude about life. That's wonderful. So I have to ask, like, how does that work? Because uh, I'm sure you have people coming up to you and you're like, well, you can't force happiness. Or, you, or they might say, they might not believe that you can. Or, you know, it just feels so fake doing laughter or something. What would you say to them? Well, actually, we don't really, we, we're not, um, we don't laugh because we're happy. We're happy because we laugh. When you're actually engaged in physical outward laughter, your body responds in so many physiological ways that if you're laughing outwardly, you will feel the benefits after you laugh. And this has been proved in actual hardcore research right now. So it's, it's amazing what our bodies have the capability of. And when we need laughter the most is when we least feel like laughing. Right. So, so it changes our attitude into a whole positive view of the world. Mm-hmm. So the laughter can come first. Laughter before the happiness and the happiness Absolutely. Laughter. Yeah. Absolutely. So that, sounds, that sounds like a happy cycle, not a vicious cycle, a happy cycle that, that I would like to be in. So uh, that, sounds, that sounds just wonderful. And I know that uh, you do also some volunteer work, some uh, heart work at a domestic violence shelter. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, I've been working for gosh, three, four years now with um, a shelter, a crisis shelter, and with women, and, and believe it or not, men, and their children who have been battered and abused and have escaped that life and have completely changed their world to find some sanity in it in a way. And I help them actually find the humor and laughter in the world and how to laugh again and play with their kids how to enjoy their their life again and look at life in a more positive way. It, it, for me, it, it's to see somebody that came in with broken broken ribs, broken fingers, bashed bruises all over, and to see them the next month and say, you know what, I found some humor today. I found a way mm. to laugh today, and, and it's mm-hmm. just it, it's it's amazing. <laughs> Oh, I would imagine. It's just such um, moving work. And I hear you with both, uh, you know, women uh, probably still primarily in the in the shelters. But, yes, some men, I, I actually, uh, I'm not going to go into it today, but I have a story of um, a domestic abu- abuse concerning, um, like, a, uh, on, the, on the husband. And it's really, really traumatic. And so it's nice to open our minds to the thoughts that, it can happen to anybody, and and uh, then you can help. And also, not only with the person themselves to make them feel uh, happy again, or to start come out, coming out of any angst that they have due to the violence, but also bringing their kids into it. So hopefully, as a part to cut any cycle you know, that might uh, be passed on, and then also just to make the kids love life today as well. You're completely right, John. Absolutely right. And and the kids have, have lived this. They they even in the young ones, they they know what's going on, and they need to. Well, they have to go to therapy too, but they also need to know how to to play and have fun. Right. These these, right. these people have been living in such a sheltered, horrendous uh, life and existence. It's it's just unbelievable. Yeah. 
Okay, so I'm going to put you on the spot for just a moment, Roberta, uh, and, and thank you in advance for playing with me. But we're coming up on Thanksgiving week here in the States, and there's going to be uh, – sometimes there's some tension around the dinner table when, <laughs> when you meet up with family members that you might not see all the time. And, uh, you know, there could be a, a feeling, a little bit of a tension, maybe different views about certain things. What would you suggest somebody do to kind of break the tension, maybe even get everybody laughing? Any tips for that? Well, obviously, the best thing to do is you have to first remember that you can't change another person. You can only change your reaction to that person. So if you can find some humor anywhere, that you can prep yourself before you go into that situation and laugh a little bit, reduce your tension and feel better, then you can kind of go in with a completely different attitude when you go into that. And if you know there's going to be tension from past experiences, you know, say something light about yourself. The best way to bring humor in is to find something about yourself that you can laugh about and share that. And that kind of breaks the tension because you're not aiming it at anybody else. You're you're right. saying something about yourself. And if every you can find something that everybody can laugh about, then that brings us all into the same exact position. Because when we laugh together, nobody's different. It doesn't matter where you come from. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what your skin color it is, what you believe in, uh, red or blue, whatever it is in our world today. But we laugh the same. We are all equal. It's such an incredible equalizer. I love that. That is so true. And it makes you feel good and everybody feels good and probably just uplifts the whole attitude around the table. So smile over yeah, the turkey. Go ahead. Yeah. And and Thanksgiving is exactly what we're doing this book for. If I believe if you start your day with gratitude, it's an attitude of gratitude that will bring positivity into your life. Absolutely. Yes, uh, as I was saying, smile over the turkey, chuckle over the pumpkin pie, laugh at yourself a little bit, and uh, have some fun. Relax, too. I think that's a big part of laughter. Uh, your body can't help but relax when you are in laughter. So very good. Now, Roberta, I understand that you have a, a free email newsletter about Laughter Rocks. Where can people sign up for that? So if you text... You can easily text 22822 and the uppercase laughter rocks in one word and that will sign you up automatically. Or you can email me at LAF, the number four, the letter U, at sbcglobal.net. That's laugh for you at sbcglobal.net. Send me your email and your first and last name. I will immediately add you on, and you get my free 10-page chapter, Life is an Attitude, when you sign up. That sounds fantastic. And look at you, all like tech-savvy, having people text together to get, your, uh, to get your goodies. So you text, was it 22822? Correct. And, you, and in the text, you put laughter rocks as one word in an uppercase? Yes. All right. Or you can email Roberta at laughforyou at sbcglobal.net, and that's L-A-F, the number four, the letter U, at sbcglobal.net. Roberta, thank you so much for taking part. I appreciate you. 
Thank you, Donna, for doing this. I have great gratitude to you, and thank you so much. You're wonderful. Uh, it is my pleasure, my privilege. So very good. Nikon was Roberta Gold. All right, so next up we have a longtime friend of mine, and this is Holly Pitus. And Holly wrote a piece called The Moon and the Sun, and she starts off with a quote from one of my favorite authors, Henry David Thoreau who says, it's not what you look at that matters, it's what you see. And then Holly writes, each night as I'm headed to bed, I walk down the hallway and look out the window to see a perfect view of the moon. Some nights it's only a sliver. On other nights, clouds create a mysterious frame. It may be the way the window glass refracts the light, but most nights I see the light beams of the moon stretch out into the arms of the cross. I say a prayer of thanks for all of the wonderful gifts in my life, my husband, my family, which is ever-expanding into the next generation, my loving dogs, fulfilling work, my good friends, and the new opportunities that will come my way. I'm aware that I am blessed to live in a safe place filled with love and abundance. My life is full. I feel like this sight of an illuminated cross is a reminder that this life is a gift, and we are to be a gift for those around us. Was I a gift to someone today? For any of my infractions, I hope to have another chance tomorrow when the day will begin with the new light of the sun. And again, that is Holly Pitus. Holly, thanks for joining me. Thank you, Donna. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> yes, and I'm happy to have you take part in our book, A Gift of Gratitude. That's just a beautiful piece. And uh, tell us a little bit about this house that you're in and uh, this hallway that you're walking down. Yes. Well, I have uh, what's called an adult family home. It's like a foster care home. I work with adults with mental illness. So I'm state licensed to have four adults live in the home with my husband and myself. And we help uh, provide a home-like environment and just a nice place to live for all of us. Yes, and you're based in Wisconsin, right? Yes, based in Wisconsin. And I've been doing this since 1996. Okay. And you're also one of uh, my authors. What's the title of your book? (laughs) Yes, the title of my book is Don't Get Caught Naked, Tips for the Adult Family Home Caregiver. So I offer suggestions for people that either have uh, an adult family home of their own or possibly are working uh, doing family caregiving. Maybe they have their mom or mother-in-law living with them. And a lot of the book is about being prepared for the unexpected. Mm -hmm. And uh, a lot of tips and some great stories also in your book. And Holly, the... um, I think probably having an attitude of gratitude is a good um, technique for you. I know that you have a lot of joy during your day and with uh, the people that you work with, but there's probably a few trying times as well. Uh, Am I right in saying that uh, it takes kind of a mindset to to enter your day and, and to approach it with this idea of gratitude and helpfulness? I think that's a perfect way of phrasing it, Donna. Thank you. Yes, what we do takes a lot of patience, compassion, energy. You have to have a sense of humor, and you do have to have the right mindset to be able to go in and um, be of assistance to a person that a lot of times is just in a holding pattern. 
um, sometimes people will make a reference of, you know, this is like working with little kids and not to um, be disrespectful to adults, but one of the big differences between working with children and working with adults is that children are always hopeful tomorrow for tomorrow, and they're always expected to improve. So whatever they're not able to do today, they are going to learn how to do it within the next few days. One of the differences in working with adults is that they're on the other side of that. So mm-hmm. a lot of losing their abilities. What they could do yesterday, they are unable to do today. And it's kind of not going to get better. So that's a... It's difficult to remain hopeful in those kinds of situations. And so Absolutely. I do feel, Yes, and so I do feel like, um, you know, I was raised in a um, spiritual upbringing, a Christian upbringing, and so seeing the signs of the cross to me is always just a very visual reminder of kindness and compassion, hope, uh, that there is tomorrow, and so seeing that at the end of the night, it's like, oh, it's a sort of a personal check on myself of did I really put forth those traits that I was hoping to put forth? Um, did I treat people the way I would like to be treated? And if I do feel like I had any shortcomings, then I still have hope for tomorrow. Uh, something that you did mention about some of the stories in my Don't Get Caught Naked book is that this lifestyle has given me the opportunity to meet people that I never would have met through any other means. And some of the people that oftentimes are overlooked by society turn out to be the most lovely, charming, comical people in the world. And I have had far more enrichment provided to me than any of the care that I feel that I have provided to anybody else. It's really been a, a tremendous, um, expansive lifestyle for me. Yeah, yeah. And uh, boy, I tell you, God bless you and your work and probably the sense of patience, which you might say, oh, you know, it's part of the job, but I'll tell you what, um, it's it's strong in you. You know, I can, even though we might not have talked about it specifically, I could tell that it's strong in you, whether you've built this patience muscle up or just it naturally comes to you. But um, good for you because I'm sure it comes in uh, useful in in your work. And I know that you do look for the blessing and the and the gratitude and the, the joy um, of your daily work as well. You know, I have a question for you, too. Some people might have, just like I was talking about Roberta, the, the family around the Thanksgiving table, some other people might have someone in their life who requires a little bit more patience to be around. What tips would you have for them in uh, being around somebody and, and keeping that patience intact or not losing your cool? I do think taking a deep breath before you answer is helpful. <laughs> you know, um, I think what's probably most common is that people are going to be working with their parents that maybe have some memory issues. They're not quite as quick on their feet as they used to be. And they still want to help and they still want to feel like they're making a contribution. So maybe mom, who can barely walk now, 
but used to be the person who put out this big Thanksgiving Day dinner party for everyone, still wants to feel like she's making a contribution. So I think having a job for them to do, whether it's setting the table or sitting and giving advice, you know, Mom, how did you make gravy again? And just let them talk. And even if they tell you the wrong recipe, it's like that's okay. Just, just let them talk and let them feel like they're making a contribution. And like I said, also just having that sense of patience and sense of humor to realize that you yourself may one day be sitting in that same chair and to think about, well, now, if, if this were me, how would I want someone to respond to me? And how would I want someone to make me feel on that day or in that circumstance? Right, right. Very good. Yeah, approaching everything with this sense of compassion and, you know, what if it was me um, is a good way of doing things. And then also, just again, like uh, Roberta was talking about, just kind of relaxing into the moment a little bit, not having to like tighten up and like, I'm right. It calls for a quarter cup <laughs> of, you know, gravy, not half a cup like you're saying, Mom. You know, it's like, what mm-hmm. are you really winning in that case? You know, that's so just kind of relax, go with the flow, and, um, you know, enjoy yourself and having that other spirit around, too, and looking for ways to appreciate that. So thank you so much, Holly, for sharing this. Uh, where can people connect with you? Yes, they can find me on the web. It is hollypitus.com. So that's H-O-L-L-Y, P as in Peter, I, T as in Tom, A, S as in Sam, dot com, hollypitus.com. Hollypitus.com. Thank you so much, Holly. I appreciate you. Thank you, Donna. You are absolutely wonderful. I appreciate all of the opportunities that you give to so many people. Oh, very good. Excellent. Well, yes, it is It is my pleasure. And um, Holly, again, the name of her book is Don't Get Caught Naked. You can find it on Amazon. And I know Judy is like, oh, I didn't mention my book, so I'm going to do it for her. Judy Reed also has a book, uh, Rise Up, 71 Thoughts of Hope and Inspiration for Women of Value. And you can find that on Amazon.com. Again, it's called Rise Up. 71 Thoughts of Hope and Inspiration for Women of Value. And if Roberta has a book, she can tell me, and I'll put it in the show notes for us. Uh, so thank you again to my guests and talking about this idea of gratitude, which, as you can see, goes beyond gratitude. It goes into connection and laughter and relationships and even speaking before state legislatures. There's a lot of things associated in life when we start thinking about what we appreciate, what we're thankful for, and what we stand up for and what we value. This is Donna Kozik. I'm the founder of MyBigBusinessCard.com, creator and leader of the original Write a Book in a Weekend program, and also lead editor of the Community Book Project. You can find out more about our next book project and get on the interest list at the CommunityBookProject.com. And you can find Judy, Roberta, Holly's entries, and a, a, a hundred more entries uh, in our book, A Gift of Gratitude, and that is on Amazon.com. Until then, this is Donna Kosick. I look forward to uh, connecting with you and seeing you in the bookstore. Enjoy your day.